Hi there, this is Kate McClanahan, and this is the Sound Advice Podcast. VoiceOver, the basics defined. There are a few key basics voice talent should know about this industry that's either required of you or you can expect as an industry standard. Hopefully understanding them from the onset will improve your ability to create and navigate your voiceover career. So here's a short list. Number one, you can't establish or further your voiceover career or expect to work in this field without professionally produced demos. Not homemade, professionally produced demos. Demos define your professional aesthetic and are created to service casting and producers. First and foremost, if your demos meet professional standards, they will ultimately service your career. Number two, all auditions are expected to be delivered in MP3 format. Number three, pretty much all auditions are recorded from home today. So establishing a quiet, reliable space to record and handle a few basic edits is a necessity. Number four, you're building your reputation as a professional with every audition you deliver, regardless whether you're hired or not. It generally takes 200 auditions to book a job. So, tenacity is imperative. Number five, if you're auditioning with a script that's brief, 10 to 20 seconds or less in length, for instance, be sure to offer a three in a row, also known as a three wild or an ABC, all on the same MP3, unless otherwise instructed. And make sure each read has its own unique expression rather than offering a broken record delivery that sounds robotic and repetitive. In other words, sound advice, the most complete voiceover demo service. Sound advice, the most complete voiceover demo service. Sound advice, the most complete voiceover demo service. There's no need to actually repeat it the exact same way three times in a row. That helps no one and makes you look like you can't do it any other way because you lack creativity or something. So, and you don't. You've got plenty in you. So, each should have a little bit of a different expression. Keep the pitch, the volume, and the speed about the same tempo. Uh, there's a little wiggle room in that, but what you're changing up is your expression, your point of view, your ease. It should sound easy. I don't want to hear you working, you know. It's not just me, but anybody. All right. So that's a three in a row. And that's commonplace. I don't think we've ever done a job any time in my entire career with, where somebody didn't have to do a three in a row of something. So, or three wild or ABC as it were. Number six, never simply audition for quote-unquote practice. There's a real client on the other side of that audition whose job is on the line if you don't deliver what your submitted audition promises. Never audition for anything unless you intend to accept the job. Number seven, don't expect to hear anything back after you've auditioned unless you book the job. No one will tell you, you know, you didn't get the job. And no one will offer you any feedback or tell you if you almost got it. That's not their job. They're focused on casting and completing the production to the best of their abilities, often within a very tight time frame. Feedback is a feature typically reserved for training. Asking for it generally undermines their confidence in you. That said, from time to time, Agents do receive feedback about your performance to pass on to you if the producer or casting were impressed and appreciated your efforts. However, the reverse is also true. So careful what you wish for in terms of getting feedback. 
Number eight, no audition is required or expected to be delivered fully produced with music and sound effects or what have you. It's an audition, not a paid job, yet. And even if you do land the job, no one should expect you as the voiceover talent to produce it as well. You're only getting paid to voice the project, not produce it. The producers who's hiring us in the first place. Number nine, regardless of how you might see yourself, anyone and everyone looking to hire you as a voiceover assumes you're an actor and you're capable of offering creative options with each and every take. It's assumed you're trained and you know your job. Number 10, while it's assumed you're a voice actor, when producers are searching online for voice talent, the abbreviation they use most, at least in the United States, is VO, for voiceover, rather than VA. Granted, there's a small faction of anime and cosplay voiceovers that refer to themselves as VAs online. However, producers, talent agents, casting, at least in America, seldom, if ever, use the term VA when referring to voice actors. We already assume that you are one, but you're a VO, voiceover, when we search for you. Number 11, you're not hired to sound like a robot. No one wants you to sound stiff or wooden or void of personality. Quite the opposite. You're paid to have a pulse and to bring humanity to what might otherwise be a somewhat dull, lifeless script. Number 12. Character voices and impersonations are wonderful when expertly done, but are infrequently required in most instances, even when it comes to animation and games. Generally speaking, you're expected to sound like your most natural, honest self, rather than a character. This is what conversational means as if every word on the script is what you honestly think and you're genuinely interested in what you're talking about. You being you is far more bankable and bookable, but for most of us, it takes practice to develop. Number 13. You're never selling anything when auditioning for commercial work. Like all your performances as a voiceover, you're imparting a concept within a specific context. Number 14. You're not likely to receive much direction, whether you're auditioning or booked on the project, for that matter. You're required to initially self-direct your auditions, especially considering nearly all your auditions are recorded from home today. The same applies to various non-union projects you may be hired to voice. Number 15. That said, the knife cuts both ways. If and when you are offered direction, you're expected to make a significant, noticeable modification to your performance in the following take. Now, that sounds simple enough until you're the one in the hot seat. It takes conditioning. If you're not used to receiving direction, it can be confusing and intensely frustrating if you're that far out of your element. Yet, your value and credibility increases exponentially by seamlessly delivering the direction offered as easily as you're able to self-direct. Ultimately, voiceover is a team sport. The knife cuts both ways. Number 16. If the only time you're working your skills is while you're coaching, your career will begin and end at your coach's front door. Coaching, like all training, develops skills through conditioning, through practice. Every skill level of talent requires coaching a couple of times a year to improve your chances of booking work. 
Since nothing remains the same in this world, you're either improving or declining, and the latter is not an option. Number 17. Once you book the job, keep in mind you're only getting paid to voice the project, not produce it. The producer is who hired you. Granted, some non-union projects may require production services. However, those elements incur additional charges and require professional editing skills. Not basic editing skills, professional editing skills. So unless you're an experienced producer, stay in your lane as a voiceover, under-promise, and over-deliver. Number 18. You don't have to be union to audition for union jobs. It's really up to the individual producers. But once you're union, you agree to no longer accept non-union jobs. Number 19. Always assume there's an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement, that's in effect whether you signed it or not. Therefore, you do not have the right to repurpose your audition to post on social media or anywhere else. And number 20. There are essentially two distinctly different business models voiceovers in the States follow. Either DIY, do-it-yourself, by securing voiceover work chiefly on your own through direct marketing and via pay-to-play or P2P platforms, and the second, through securing representation through a handful of talent agents across the country. A handful, not 10, not 25, a handful, okay? Your approach and ultimate success will vary based on the assorted demands and expectations from one or the other of these two approaches to the work. This could explain some of the many contradictions you may have discovered after even a basic search into how to navigate this industry. Fear not, we'll show you both ways. And uh, thanks for listening. This is Kate McClanahan. This has been the Sound Advice Podcast. To find out more about voiceover and our process, check out voiceoverinfo.com.